0: Conscious transformation is a proven system for personal development designed to help you create a meaningful and fulfilling life based on cutting edge neuroscience, ancient wisdom practices, genetics, and psychology. Matthew helps you shift limiting mental, emotional, and physical patterns to reach your full potential to inquire about working with Matthew as a private client or join one of his classes or weekend seminars. Please visit ConsciousTransformation.com slash Matt dash Labasco. Hello everyone, and before you listen to Scott Aaron, I just want to give you this freaking awesome update. So when we recorded the podcast, his book wasn't out. But now the LinkedIn book for network marketing is out and skyrocketing. So before you get listening, go push that button on Amazon and order your book. I'm telling you, it's really going to help your business. <sighs> My goodness, I love when I know somebody. This is so exciting. Today's awesome and inspiring podcast guest is Scott Aaron, and I got to be interviewed by him, which we will tell you all about. So it's really cool. But let me just tell you a little about him first. He is people-focused and result-driven. Oh, I love that combination. Scott's strategic approach to teaching others how to create wealth, Who which I learned a lot from him before I met him with his LinkedIn leads, accelerating program and creating organic traffic is the game changer when it comes to competing in which we know a saturated digital world being genuine, authentic and real is the name of the game. Scott, how are you?
1: Hi, Sandy. How are you? Thank you for having me today.
0: I am so freaking excited because how, listen, it seems like it wasn't that long. Was it a month ago that okay. I was on your show?
1: Yeah, four or five weeks ago. Time, time just continues to fly. It's, it's just how it goes.
0: So we met. We can't believe we haven't met before that. But tell them a little bit about your TV show.
1: So I have a internet streaming TV show. It's uh, through RVN TV, which is uh, an internet-based TV station in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. My show is called Success Made Simple. So you can go to rvntv.tv and you can just search for it there. And it's a show that I created to spotlight authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs, business owners, and just sharing their journey of what they wanted to achieve, how they did it, what steps they took, but also talking about how success is not made simple. You know, it's there are bumps and bruises that you're going to take along the way, but it takes simple decisions to create the massive success that we're all striving for. So it's every Wednesday from 1.30 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if anybody wants to check it out, uh, they can go there. And I also have a podcast called... Uh, network marketing made simple. It's on uh, iTunes and Google Podcast and Spotify, which is a branch of that, but it's more network marketing focused.
0: Oh, I did not know that. How long have you had that?
1: The podcast I launched uh, the end of November and okay. I'm approaching 2,000 downloads already. So I'm really excited about it.
0: You think?
1: Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it's awesome.
0: I'm so so happy for you. Thank All you. right. Well, before we get into that, it was fun. He he did such a great job when he interviewed me. It was really
1: great. He well, it was because that, of you. I mean, you you made it go. So it it well, has to go both did, ways. Like,
0: he didn't try to shut me up too much. I was yipping and yapping. <laughs> <laughs> like you go, girl. You know, he didn't cut me off. Well, you know, Scott, you say that, but. Sometimes people aren't great listeners, so they already have their pre-recorded questions in their head, and they're not really listening to the person because they want to get your questions in, yeah. and you didn't do that. So that that is a skill. I mean, just let's give you credit. All right. Thank so you. I appreciate that. But the thing that's really crazy, which I did not know, is Scott and I somehow, like I said, I can't believe I haven't met. You were in the fitness business forever. So, I mean, that's crazy that you and I haven't met before all this. So let's go back and talk a little bit about, you know, your fitness biz.
1: So, and and when I, it, it was so funny when you and I connected, on, and of all places, Sandy and I connected on LinkedIn, which is my platform of choice to, you know, look for, for guests and also to get on podcasts. It's a great platform. And I, I knew the name, and I have been in the fitness industry in some way, shape or form uh, for the last 22 years. And I started in the industry when I was 18. Uh, like Sandy, I owned multiple health clubs and we realized just through playing the name game that we actually knew of each other, but this was the first time that we met and I'm out of the gym business now. Yeah, so, and now I meet you. Yeah, and, and it's just funny how, how worlds collide at, at specific points. But my, my background is in health and wellness. It's, it's what I did for more than half my life. It's still my passion. Um, yeah. but, but my passion is, is taking care of myself first. But I, I still help and coach people. Um, on the mind-body connection, but more in a, in a business coaching aspect. And, you know, we know a lot of the same people. And you and I both know over the last 22 years, the fitness business and the fitness industry has drastically changed. And when I mean drastically changed, I think AOL was the only real outlet out there. I mean, there was probably <laughs> Net, Netscape and AOL 2.0 when we really got our start in the fitness business, and you know, for me, it was, it was the mid to late '90s. So a, a lot has happened in the last 22 years.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I was just thinking this when I, when I first uh, bought of Fitness at 19th and Market. I'm not kidding you. It the billing was not EFT, Scott. It was no. not crazy. I mean, it was not. I mean, it it should have been, but he didn't change over, and people would come in and say, "No, no." I traded them eggs and chickens. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> or legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. And all the documents for people's billing was oh, in God. a folder. And we had to like ching ching the credit card. Can you believe it?
1: I mean, people don't remember this, but they're, you know, when we owned the gyms, you know, now it's all electronic um, contracts. You know, we, we would have those paper forms that people would have to fill out where, it was three pages. There was a white page, a pink page, and a yellow page, and like we had to write everything in. I mean, it was it everything was by hand. Nothing was automated, um, and you had these huge filing cabinets uh, with middle folders of after and alphabetical. So you had to go in and purge and mm-hmm. you know throw away old things. It was just it, it was so different back then. But that's that's the only way you know how to do it. So it seemed normal.
0: Yeah, it seemed normal. You're right. Well, I'll tell you a little secret that you don't even know. You know, I, I, you and I think alike in that everything is meant to be perfect timing. One thing, Ed, there must be something bigger come along. But Scott doesn't even know this. So when when I went there for him to interview me a couple months ago, I he was one of the first people that found out we were selling Western Fitness after 17 years. And it was a long story short. It's it was meant to be. It's perfect timing. But our lease was not going to be up for another three years. So really, we thought we had three more years with this landlord. We knew the landlord wanted to convert it to something else because we are like an amenity to them. So they wanted to you know to change it up to a higher rate. But they really gave us an offer to say, listen, we want to flip this now. You know, we don't like your noise and blah blah blah. Long story short, it forced me to sell it back to them sooner than I wanted to. But in looking at it, I know it was a blessing inside. All right. Well, nobody knows, right? And I go to see Scott and I'm sitting there and I go, yeah, I just signed, signed the, he goes, what? I go, yeah, I just signed the paperwork <laughs> yesterday. And you do you realize I couldn't talk about it, Scott to anyone? Do you know what I mean? Like my family didn't know, not because of anything. It was just so emotional. You know what I mean? I've had hospitals my
1: whole life. I remember asking you one question. We were sitting there on the couch and we were talking for a good 45 minutes before. And you were telling me everything that was, was going on outside of, of the gym, you know, the, the speaking, the books, all of this stuff. And I asked you one question and I said, what makes you the most happy? And, and you, you said the speaking and the books. And I'm like, There's your decision. So the, 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 each one of us is, is faced with certain decisions that we have to make. And I actually posted about this on social media yesterday and I did a video on it on LinkedIn that sometimes for you to make that radical leap and that jump to the next phase of your life or your business or whatever it is, it requires uncomfortable decisions and uncomfortable conversations because behind the uncomfortable lies success and greener pastures, because the easiest thing to do is to stay in the comfort zone of where we are. And then we just play that mind game with ourselves. Um, yep. You know, I know I need to make this decision, but I'm afraid I'm scared. What if? And then we start to create these stories that don't even exist but what i have learned in my 22 years of you know not only being in the fitness industry but being you know a high performance coach and now author and speaker is that you need to shut down the stories and realize if you have a goal in mind you have to work from the end in mind first and this is this is a a very great exercise for anyone to do and it's, it's an exercise that i take my clients through is that you have to ask yourself, what do I want the end result to be? Where do I want to end up? What do I want to be doing? How do I want to be living? And when you have that clear vision of where you want to go, then you start working backwards. And eventually you'll get to where you are right now. And you have left the footprints of where you need to go to get to the end result. So I tell people, work forward with the end in mind. So you have to work backwards if you ever want to get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, and and this is something (laughs) that I don't know if you're guilty of, but I know I am. And this is a big thing that you just mentioned. I'm I'm writing down notes. I believe everyone could benefit from some kind of coach. And I don't even care if it's like just once a month because you, like you were saying, you know, You might know, you know how you know enough, like you go, I know logically what the right thing is to do and I know what's going on, but emotionally there's so much stuff going on that you just can't work everything out on your own. You know, somebody else who's removed from it, who's not as emotional about it, like the way you said it, I know it's like saying, okay, Sandy, that makes sense. But the way he said it, it it was like, yes, he's right, which I don't know if you know, but after that, so I had already made a decision and signed the papers to sell what's fitted. And then I was thinking about selling Visionary Wellness, another branch of my company to my partner. So I, I ended up signing those papers today. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Scott. You better come around a lot. I
1: yeah, I mean, seriously, like we're, we're just going to keep setting these things up because obviously there's radical leaps every time that we end up doing something. So why time we want to do something?
0: But that's the one I wasn't sure of. Like I knew, you know, I finally come to peace about Weston, which it was, you know, it's my baby. So it's like not owning health clubs is huge, but Scott of all people could understand that. You know what I mean? It was just like, that's my identity. That's what I do. But yet I know where I want to go. Like you said, I had already worked out my end result, but it would be safer for me had to keep visionary wellness with my partner because that was steady income. And while I'm building my other business, but the big thing is, it would take my foot off the pedal for where I really want to go,
1: you know. The, and the, well, let me let me just something that you just said. Uh, I mean, people really need to hear this: that when you think you know everything, you know nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Coaching, like therapy, going to a therapist is coaching. Yeah, you know, people think that like and I I've been going to a therapist for the last. God, seven or eight years. And people think it's such a dirty, icky word. Like, oh my God, he's got to be messed up. He's going to therapy. No, the people that are messed up are the ones that are not going to therapists because it's a form of coaching. I, yeah. I, ha- I have three well, different coaches that I work with. Like, you have to work with people that can guide you down the path to where you want to go. Most people. Are trying to figure it out themselves. And then you end up in something called analysis paralysis where you're over analyzing everything yeah. that you're doing and you over it to a so such a degree that you freeze yourself from making any decisions. And then you live an indecisive life, which means you're live, you're, you're on the treadmill of life, which means it may feel like you're going somewhere. Your feet are moving, but you're not moving any more forward or closer to your goal.
0: Yeah. And that's thing, you know, my um, <laughs> my son, who's only 15, Scott always says to me, mom, I think everyone could benefit talking to someone like a counselor, a therapist, whatever. He's like, I don't understand why someone would be ashamed of that. And I thought, wow, that's a mature thing to say at
1: 15. 15, absolutely.
0: You know, but it's true. And, th- and there's all types and you can find one. So whether it's a therapist, a counselor, a coach, I know for me, sometimes I think, okay, you know, I'm so connected spiritually and I got this down, but then even I have a coach and he says, yeah, but Sandy, you understand it logically, but that doesn't mean emotionally you can do all this by yourself. You know what I mean? It's just, it's impossible. And when you're not as attached to it, like you talking to me can help me a lot more to sort things out because you don't have the same emotional attachment as I do.
1: You know what I have found in my, my personal career, uh, because the professional side of things are just a branch of, of what really fills you and what your passions are. Yeah. Is that when, when you have, when and th- there's a saying that goes, if you have an itch, scratch it. And there's a lot of people that have these itches about wanting to do more in their life personally, professionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally. But the, the fear side of things consistently sets in where they're afraid to scratch that itch because of, you know, what's going to happen if I do. And, you know, I'm such a big believer and, and I, and, and a lot of what I say people might find hokey or cliche or just very simplistic, but the way that I, I'm live I'm the it, queen
0: of corny, I'm the queen of cheesy and corny. So lay it on me.
1: But you know, it's, we, we truly only get one life. It's, this sounds so, so silly, and, and so, so simple, but it's so paramount because every day that you wake up, you know, people don't realize when you're sleeping, your body is running itself. It, your, your heart is beating on its own. Your lungs are expanding and contracting on their own. Blood is flowing throughout your body and you're not doing any of it. It's automatic. And then you open your eyes the next morning and you have the opportunity to create a whole new day and a whole new life and write a whole new chapter in the book of your in the book of life that you're writing every single day and people get so lost in the stupid monotonies of things that they watch on tv or they read in newspapers or on the internet or in magazines that they dilute themselves from what is really truly important to them and half the time, I, I don't have a clue what's going on. Funny story. I remember going over my sister's last year and, you know, I was stopping over there to, to say hi to her mm-hmm. and, you know, I was just, you know, sharing with her so how, how grateful and blessed I was to find my fiance and this, that or the other. And, and I said, you know, it's so nice to see, you know, Hollywood couples like um, Angelina and you know, and Brad Pitt like, you know, still still doing what they're doing after all these years and and everything else. And and she goes, Scott, what the hell are you talking about? They split up six months ago. And I'm like (laughs) and I'm like I'm like, what? But but that's it it just go I'm I'm so out of the loop with what other people want to be in the loop of that people feel that my sense of realness and reality is distorted (laughs) because I don't look at any of the crap that's out there. I focus on me. I focus on how can I leave someone better today? How can I bless someone? How can I help someone? So I live in a very servant mindset where if I can just reach touch and impact one new person a day, where then they do that to someone and then pass it on to someone else and someone else over time, it will create this tidal wave of just positivity, enlightenment and belief that people can live and achieve everything that they want in life.
0: So Scott, let me ask you this. Let's, let's back up. When did you make the leap from the fitness business to get Into this business.
1: So I want to go all the way back. Okay. Because I I I believe that my my intention and my career in the fitness business was completely by accident. It was never supposed to happen. Okay. Um, I was a hippie at heart. So for some of the listeners that are close to my age, I'm going to be 40 in two months. Yeah. Um, I, I used to follow a band called Fish. So when I had hair, I had this big Jufro, and I used to drive around the country and see this band with my friends, and that's what I did. I was just a, a very free spirit. Sounds you know, fun I, to me. <laughs> it was great. I mean, we would just literally drive all over the country, and it was a lot of fun. So I lived very carefree. I was still going to college. I started started off at the University of Pittsburgh always an athlete. Basketball was my love. Um, but I share with people all the time when you're five, nine white and Jewish, you really, you realize at some point your NBA career is not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so my father who was, who's still one of my best friends and one of my inspirations, you know, was the person that I looked up to, you know, he, he always worked out. Um, he, he was the, always the one – he never got me in the gym. He never forced it on me, but you know, he was my coach and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And to this day, he still competes in bench press contests. He's actually, in June of this year, is representing the United States uh, for the USPL, which is the United States Powerlifting Association. No way. Um, in the 66 to 70 age, 196-pound uh, weight class. Um, for the U.S. to compete in the world bench press contest in Beijing later, um, no. or no, I'm sorry, Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, he he's got a couple state um, and national and world records in bench press, and he's gonna he's going for another world record. So he is the the epitome uh, of of long term health and wellness. So so my father has always been an entrepreneur, always owned his own businesses, and I call it being psychologically unemployable. So. I was taught this at a very young age, and my dad would be very open and honest that he was misaligned with what he wanted to achieve in life and he thought money ruled the world. And his greed in, in wanting to achieve ultimate success, which was, you know, having the most money possible in his eyes, yeah landed him in a precarious situation in, in nineteen ninety six into nineteen ninety seven. And he was partnered with a boutique physical rehabilitation firm. And he was the general manager of the corporation underneath the owner. And what he didn't know is that the owner had a story past of a criminal background. And um, my father got deep, deep, deep embedded into what this guy was doing. And, you know, I think my father was very naive at at a certain point and kind of turned a blind eye and then kind of thought, No one would notice. We wouldn't get in trouble, but they did. And after all was said and done, in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, my father sat myself and my sister down. She was um, around 16 at the time. Or no, she was 15. I was 18. Okay. And he said that there's some issues. And I am obviously complying and working with the federal government right now to resolve the issue. And everything should be okay, and it wasn't because six months later we were in court, and my father had gotten sentenced to twenty four to thirty six months in federal prison. Oh my god! And at this point, my father had just purchased uh, Old City Ironworks with the help of my two grandfathers um, from Scott Kaplan and Matt Titus, who were also yep. um, you know beginning founders of the fitness business in Philadelphia. Yep, And this was a a very new gym. It was in a very, very unique place in Old City. And when this happened, my my father said to me, he goes, listen, you're going to have to take over this gym. Now, mind you, I still had a huge Afro. I had big, bushy sideburns. Uh, (laughs) I've had no experience in the fitness business before. Never really picked up a weight in my life. And now –
0: I did not know that you didn't
1: tell me that. Well, because the interview was about you, I wanted to hear about you. Um, <laughs> That's and, true. and this, this. It, I was now, in the blink of an eye, responsible for a quarter million, a, a quarter million dollars a year business. I I walked into this. I had a whole Group X staff that I had to manage. Um, I had a general manager, I had a manager, I had employees, and I am 18 going on 19 years old, like literally didn't even have enough hair to grow a full beard on my face at this point. Oh, my goodness. And and I remember, you know, and, and, you know, I remember my dad, when we were dropping him off, he turned around to me, he said, now you're the man of the house, because I had to take care of my mother and my sister. So... A lot of my adolescence was taken from me unintentionally. I have no regrets. I have no remorse. I have no resentment. I have let all of that go because it does nothing for you. But I fell in love with the business. I, yeah. I, I saw all of these fit, healthy-looking people, and I completely embraced the opportunity. And there's an old saying that says, You know, everyone is dealt a hand of cards in their life and you can either hold them or fold them. And I am not one to ever fold my hand. I will, I will make those cards work at any and all cost. And I did. And in the two and a half years that my father went away, uh, I grew the membership from about 350 members to just under 1200 became a certified personal trainer and a certified sports nutritionist and group fitness instructor. So I was fully immersed. I, I created an amazing personal training business for myself. One gym landed to two gyms. We opened up our second location called Ironworks 2 in Northern Liberties before Northern Liberties was even Northern Liberties. Like we were one of the first yeah, people in yeah. there. And then we were approached by another family in 2003, about eight months after we opened the second gym to buy both gyms for a million dollars. And we I took guess- them- And we took the deal.
0: Of course you did.
1: (laughs) So at 24 years old, I became a millionaire. I was a hundred percent owner, but obviously I was not in charge. My father was home at this point. He was back running the gyms with us. So at this point we were just managing old city ironworks and helping the new owners acclimate themselves to the industry in the business. We had a, a personal training company and then we were looking to get back into the game. So we were looking at other affluent areas around the city, outside the city to have a more neighborhood gym. And we opened up East Falls Fitness in 2004. Now, again, I was, I was the people person behind the gym. I was the front of the house, so to speak. And my dad was, you know, obviously the one that was, you know, financing this and doing this, that, or the other. But again, this is all in my name. And I turn around a year and a half later. And the million dollars worth of profit ended up turning into $1.6 million in debt on the business in my name. No. So again, I was dealt with another hand and I didn't fold. I kept pushing forward, worked my way out of this hole. And in 2014, I made the extremely difficult decision to part ways with my father I called him into my office and I said, listen, I've uncovered so much stuff. I can't have any distractions. You have a thriving personal training business. It's best if we part ways at this point. And this was, so, this was, seven, this was 17 years, 17, almost 17 years of my life. All I knew was working with my father. Yeah. And I asked him to leave and he obliged. He packed his bag and he never came back. And oh goodness, we actually had a very strange relationship for a while. I, I, I needed to, to distance myself from him to heal from all of this stuff. And we didn't speak for a, almost a year and a half. And that was difficult for me. You know, we, we talk, Absolutely. We, we talk weekly, like, uh, you know, I would drive back and forth from federal prison with all the documents of, you know, the growth of the membership and this, that, or the other. And we were game planning the entire time to me, you know, asking him to leave the gym. So I hired a general manager and the gym, as you know, the gym business had rapidly changed the, the days of having a family owned neighborhood gym was slowly getting swallowed by the cheap bottles that, that planet fitness and a lot of these other companies have there where they're, they're not even member focused, they're numbers focused. And you know, my gyms have always been the cheers of gyms. And yeah. I remember looking at my books in the first quarter of 2016 and things weren't going well. We were losing about $3,000 a month and I was about 90 days away from having to close the gym. Now, the only problem was because of all of the, the, the deals that, and the back end stuff with the lease and the building and everything, I was a personal guarantor on the current lease of the gym, which still had about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars of remaining, in, you know, money due on that yeah, lease yeah. that was personally attached to me. So I remember sitting down with my lawyer and I and I said, "What are my options?" I, you know, and at this point, I had started doing network marketing with a company called Isogenics to supplement some of my income.
0: Oh yeah, no, started- well.
1: I had started uh, my my business coaching practice, teaching entrepreneurs and online business owners how to monetize and optimize LinkedIn. So I had all of these other businesses that were thriving and growing. And what a lot of people don't know about my story is in the 12 years that I owned East Falls Fitness from 2004 till I closed it in 2016, I never took a single paycheck.
0: You lived off the other income.
1: I lived off. My personal training was a six figure business. There was never any money left. And this is what I tell people. Sometimes when you open your own business, you're the first one there, the last one to leave and the last one to get paid, which sometimes Mm -hmm. leaves you with nothing. Yep. So I started, so I realized, and I'm I'm sitting in my lawyer's office and, and I realized that this gym business was not my dream. It was not my passion. Yeah. It was my father's. I was fulfilling his dream and his passion. But by going through his dream and his passion, I found my path. I found my passion, which was inspiring, mentoring, coaching, and driving other people forward to achieving their best self, their best business, and their best life. Because I have But before I even started my coaching practice, I had accumulated 45,000 hours of personal training under my belt. And I say this with no ego. You know, my mom always says, facts are friendly. (laughs) (laughs) She she still says that to me. Facts are friendly, Scott. The fact is this. I was doing between 70 to 80 hours of personal training every single week for 13 and a half years straight. Yeah. So when I mean I was one of the busiest personal trainers, I was one of the busiest personal trainers. When I do something, I do it a hundred percent. So I'm sitting there in my lawyer's office and I said, listen, this is not my dream anymore. This is not my passion. My, My passion is doing all these other things. And he goes, well, you only have one choice. And I said, what's that? And he said, you have to file for bankruptcy. So when people hear the word bankruptcy and and it makes me, I was on another podcast and it makes me think of that office episode where Michael had to declare bankruptcy and he kicks kicks open his door and he's like, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) And they look at him and they're like, Michael, that's not what that means. You're just declaring bankruptcy. You actually have to go fill out paperwork to actually declare (laughs) bankruptcy. You don't just say it. So, so I, I had to file for personal bankruptcy because I was a, personal guarantor on the lease of my gym so i sat i sat with my lawyer and i said what does this look like for me and he said listen on a scale of one to ten ten being slam dunk no problem no issue this is what you should do he goes you're a 9.5
0: oh my goodness
1: because the biggest fear is you file for bankruptcy your credits bottomed out and, and I said, you know what? I'm not looking to buy any houses. I'm not looking to buy any cars. I have my car. I rent my house. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So this was July 1st of 2016. And I said, so when am I closing the gym? And he said, the end of this month. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, 20 29 days from now, you are closing the gym. So he goes, whoever you need to call whatever accounts you need to rectify, let everyone know what's going on. And I said, what do I do about the members? He said, nothing. You type out a note, you put it on the door. And when you close the gym, July 31st, it's never opening again. Mm. Mm. And so there was so many different emotions and thoughts going through my mind. Like, oh, my of God, I, I, I can't believe I'm filing for bankruptcy. You know, I I've been twice divorced and, you know, I had been bullied and picked on. My father had been to prison. You know, I've I've, you know, earned a million dollars, lost a million dollars, all of these things. And now I'm filing for bankruptcy. Like, what a failure am I? And then I started to think, I'm like, you know what? This could be one of the best things that could ever happen to me. Because finally, finally, after 18 years of hard work and dedication, this monkey is getting off my back. And Sandy, I can't physically or, or emotionally describe to you what the feeling was like to wake up on August 1st of 2016 And to not have to go to the gym, it's so hard to put into words, but the best, the best way I could describe it is utter relief because for the first time in my life, I was in full control of my life. You know, I didn't have to micromanage. I could just focus on me for the first time in my 18 year career. And in the last two and a half years, there'll be three years this July that I closed the gym in the two and a half years since my life has never been better. And people ask me all the time, do you miss owning a gym? Would you ever do it again? Do you miss personal training? And I tell them with a sincere and honest answer. Absolutely not. Because I don't believe in looking back. I always believe in constantly moving forward. And I don't know where my life is gonna take me. My yeah. my my plan was to never write two books. My plan was to never teach people LinkedIn. My plan was to never be a speaker. My plan was never to have a show on RVN. None of this was in none of this was planned because what people need to understand is that the universe will bring you what you focus on and what you ask. And I always ask every single day for unlimited prosperity, peace, and happiness. And that looks different for each person.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: But what I'm doing right now, that's what that looks like to me. And I couldn't be any more fulfilled. I have a beautiful fiance that I'm getting married to. I have a beautiful six-year-old son who is thriving in every way. And I have my family. I have my niece and another one on the way. I I'm, I can't tell you how full and grateful I am because I choose to be. Everyone says gratitude is the best attitude, and it is an attitude. But gr- gratitude is a way of life, and I choose gratitude over everything every single day because it is the best mindset to live in.
0: You know what? And you're friends with your dad again, right? You and we, your dad. Yeah, are
1: yeah, we've we've never been better. You know, I actually I wrote my first book two years ago um, called "Good Guys Always Win." You can find it on Amazon. Um, and it's my, my story. Yeah. And I, know, love that. And I, I told all of this, I talked about my dad's imprisonment. I told about me getting bullied and picked on. And I actually had a friend of mine from high school who bought the book and he actually sent me a voice note. And he said, Scott, for what it's worth, I read the book. And if there was anything that I ever did to hurt you, I'm sorry. Wow. And so people don't realize the effect. Wow. And I would already let go of it. And my dad, We went out to lunch after I launched my first book a couple years ago. And he goes, I have to reread it again, unemotionally, because I'm going to be honest with you, Scott. It pissed me off reading all that stuff about me. Of course. Of course. And he goes, goes, I'm going to go back and read it as a reader, not your father. And he did. And he took so much away from it. And he took so much away from it that it actually inspired him to write his first book, which he released two weeks ago. Yeah. um, called Strength Training for Life, and also that's on Amazon. And All right, what's my about-
0: first name, Scott?
1: My father's is Howard Aaron. So you can just go to Amazon, just type in Strength Training for Life by Howard Aaron. That book is there. You can search mine, Good Guys Always Win. I, yeah, do I love that. that. My, my second book is coming out um, called The LinkedIn Book for Network Marketing. That's due out next Tuesday, March 5th, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Um, it was actually pre-released about two weeks ago, and it was the hottest new. It was the number one hottest new release in three categories. So totally, totally stoked about it. You should.
0: Is it an amazing Amazon? Don't you love Amazon? I, I love it.
1: I. It's such an amazing platform um, for you to really network with those that know who you are, and and the support and the love that you get from people. You, you can't even express into words what that feels like.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, Scott? I love that. You shared your, like you said, your story and your journey, because I totally like you believe it made, I always say, I don't want to know if I want to do it again. And I don't know if I would have chosen that, but it made you who you are now and how you can reach so many people. You, you wouldn't have been able to do it the same way unless you had all these experiences, you know, all these twists and turns and bumps in the road have made you such an amazing leader. And I, and the philosophy of being grateful and looking at it, like, you know, I'm grateful for my journey. You're right. That's a choice and that's a decision you make every day. And there really is no downside to that. Like I can't even imagine, you know? So let's move forward. So here you are now. And there are a lot of people like you and I were talking about this that, you know, have their own businesses And work from home. Like we were talking about, you know, it's a big difference between having a home office and seeing like lots of people at a gym, isn't it?
1: Oh, my God. It's, you know, even when I got back into the dating world, um, you know, my sister said to me, she goes, listen, you're going to unfortunately, you're going to have to download one of these these dating apps because (laughs) she goes, you're a hermit. You, you, you sit at your desk all day, you're doing your yep. Facebook lives, like you don't yep. converse or talk to real people in, <laughs> in, in, in human flesh. Yeah. So, and it was funny. I downloaded the like, app. The first person, I, I downloaded Bubble, and the first person I swiped is now sitting in the other room. And then no I'm way. Say, yeah. No way. Yeah. And I was the first person that she swiped. And, um, That's so crazy. it's just synchronicity. That's just, you know, no, what's the
0: app? Cause I don't know anything about it. Bumble. What?
1: B-U-M-B-L-E. B-B-U-M-B-L-E. And here's, okay. and here's what I love about it. Okay. So it's not like Tinder where it's like just weird people, like just making out with each other. Um, Bumble. Tinder is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't even go near there. Um, B- okay. Bumble. Well, I'm good. Bumble, okay. Bumble, yeah. Bumble. If you both swipe left, you get connected. Um, but the guy cannot speak to the girl until she connects with you. So the girl has to go first and she has to message you and say, Hey, how are you? So she has to open up the conversation for you to even be able to talk to her. So the women, the women go first, which I love because then, you know, they're really interested in getting to know you. Yeah. And
0: that's why, what I guess bubble is why it's called bubble. Bumble, like bumble. Bumble. Uh, Oh, all right. So. Now, here you are helping so many people through their business. And like we said, there's so many entrepreneurs that work from home. And you just somehow land on the best way to do it is LinkedIn. Like you said, you fell into it. Is that correct?
1: It is completely by accident.
0: Because you enjoyed it or liked it or what happened there?
1: I was bored of the fakeness that I was seeing on Facebook and Instagram in the sense of everyone pretending like their life was so great Mm -hmm. while they were feeling shitty about themselves and they, they were upset and they were complaining and whining. And I just, I saw it more of an outlet where people were just complaining about their life, about their job, about the government, about traffic, about the weather. And I'm like, like I'm trying to be this, this, not trying. I am this authentic and genuine person who's just looking to make people better. And my reach wasn't going far enough because on Facebook, you're only allowed 5,000 friends. And, and to some people that are listening to this, like, oh, my God, that sounds like so many. Yeah. In the world, that's nothing. That's literally like a, yeah. like a, a speck of sand compared to how many people are online. Yeah. Um, and then I looked at Instagram, which has the highest rate of fake accounts on all social media. I'm like, well, that's not where I want to spend most of my time. I am on those platforms building my brand, but it's not, it's not where I do my connecting. My connecting happens on LinkedIn because, so I jumped on there and I started messaging people because Facebook, if you message too many people in one day, they will block you from messaging people for a week to two weeks. Oh, did not know that. Same thing on LinkedIn or same thing on Instagram. So when I jumped on LinkedIn, I started messaging people and I'm just like, Hey, Hey, Sandy, you know, great to connect. Would love to learn about your business. You know, do you have any time to talk? And people started responding. Yeah. When do you want to talk? And I'm like, Whoa, what is this? I'm like, (laughs) I'm like these, I'm like these people actually want to talk to me because you know, I was like scratching and clawing on social media just to create conversations. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and this is
1: what I would this is when I was actively building my network marketing business. This is yes, what I was sure. I was I was looking to connect with other trainers, other nutritionists. Like we, we talked about this a little bit on our RBN about, you know, all all of that stuff. Yeah. And and things were going great. You know, I had I replaced my income of personal training within three years and I was sharing this story with people on LinkedIn and I started building my business that way. And I was having Tons of conversations, two a day, three a day, five a day, 10 a day. And my network started growing. I had 500 connections. And within a year, I had about 10,000 connections. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, how many connections can you have on this platform? (laughs) And the answer is 30,000. I got you six times larger than Facebook. So I was, I was doing my thing and I reached out to one of my buddies who was also a professional network marketer. And I said, dude, Joe, you got to get on LinkedIn. I'm like, do this, that, or the other and report back to me in a week. So I gave him some things to do. Yeah. I texted him and I said, so what's going on? He goes, dude, you'll never believe this. He goes, I have 14 calls set up this week. So I called him, and I'm like, yo, what do you mean you have 14 calls? He goes, those things that you told me what to do, they work. He goes, you got to start teaching this. So so just to let you know, I had no website. I had no business plan. I had nothing. My My business coach reaches out to me and says, I want to feature you on my podcast to talk about LinkedIn since you know what it's all about. I said, okay, sure. So I go on there, and I start talking about LinkedIn. After I got off that podcast, I had seven inboxes of people that wanted to hire me for a business that I haven't had yet. Crazy. So I get people on the phone and they're like, "Hey, uh, so how do I work with you? What do you charge?" And I'm like, "Uh, two hundred and fifty dollars for the coaching." And they're like, "Okay, what do you? How do you take payment?" And I'm like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. And so, so that was the birth of this coaching program, and I realized that
0: gotcha, crazy. I had
1: a, I had a niche and I had a platform to teach other people because there's three big things that people in the online space need to understand. They need to know the age demographic of the people they want to connect with and talk to and do business with their yearly income and the size of the network that you can grow to create those conversations. Facebook and Instagram our mirror image because they're, they're both owned by Facebook. Yeah. They have average age is 18 to 29 with a yearly income of $30,000 a year. And you're only allowed 5,000 connections. Yeah. You, you take a look at LinkedIn, which is a business networking platform. It just makes sense. You want to network, you got to be on a platform that supports that. The average age of people on LinkedIn is 35 to 55 with an average yearly income of $100,000 a year or more, and you're allowed 30,000 connections. So when I started to uncover all of this, I started to get even better at what I teach. And I, I now currently show people how to get results with their business, with their brand, with their bank account within seven to 10 days of me applying and teaching them what they need to do on the platform for themselves and their businesses. And it's led to the book. It's led to speaking engagements. I've worked with thousands of people. And my goal, I have a huge vision. I want to be the undisputed champion of teaching LinkedIn how to, how to grow people's businesses for them and with them. And I'm on that path right now.
0: That's crazy. You know, that's crazy. I love that. I love that because a lot of people, like you said, once you, it's not like you said, oh, I'm going to do this on LinkedIn. I'm going to be a business coach for LinkedIn. But once you saw success, then you do it a hundred percent. Like then you're all in and then you went for it. And I, and I love that, you know, like it just fell in your lap, but then you took advantage of it and you ran with it, which is crazy. So let me ask you this guy, cause I know so many people out there. You know, are saying you know what's the secret sauce? What's the magic? You know, you must hear it all the time. Bullet for social media and growing your business. You still use those other platforms, or you're just LinkedIn?
1: No, I, I, you know, I have a wonderful, um, growing, uh, you know, uh, Instagram following of, of close to thirty three thousand. Um, you know, I, I use Facebook every day. I do live trainings all the time. It's just people need to understand. The difference between the platforms. Gotcha. Because the mistake that people are making is that they're using all the platforms the same way. You need to use the platforms for what they're best used for. So, Facebook and Instagram are best used for brand building. If you have a product, a good or a service, or a mantra or a way of how you live. Um, whether it's healthy living or whatever it is, that is where you do your brand building pictures and this and that, and whatever it is. Then you have the business side of things where you need the conversations to take place where you can exchange business with other people that are open to opportunities and networking. And that is LinkedIn. So the most common mistake I see is that people are trying to use the platforms the same way And Mm -hmm. it's something that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about all the time. He said the number one thing. I love that that, dude, by the way. uh, He's the best. the best. Um, The number one thing that most marketers, online marketers, internet marketers, network marketers, online business owners, the number one mistake that they're making is that they're treating every platform the same, expecting the same result. And it's not the truth. You have to understand how these platforms work. And I'm a student of the game. When I dive into something, I dive in head first with no floaties on my arms and I figure <laughs> out how to swim after I get in. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. And you know, people say you're a social media guru. I am no guru. I am just so seasoned because I am on these platforms all day long every day that I see the changes. I see these the nice. shifts in the algorithms. I see things before other people do. That way I can catch people up on what they're missing so they can start optimizing it and monetizing it themselves.
0: So you have to understand this cracks me up because it's so foreign for me. It's not like I'm not doing it. I'm not on it, but I actually have, you know, people helping me because I, you know, like you, I'd like to see people, hug them, shake their hand. You know what I mean? And Do you belong to any organizations like networking or all your networking is online?
1: All my networking is online, but all my coaching is done through zoom. So I, I get to see my clients every single day. Um, so I, I, I have the visual with them. You know, my, my business has has shifted. I do Facebook lives every single day so people can like see me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I keep my business and my personal life completely separate. Um, I I spend a lot of my time um socially uh and you know belly to belly and face to face so to speak yep 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 with my friends and family and that's it um I they my family is number 1 they're they're the most important people in my life so uh I I make sure that I see my family every single week uh you know I spend you know, my my Fiance is also an entrepreneur, so we spend all day, every day together. And my friends, I, I make sure that I'm seeing some of my friends at least once a week. And do I go to networking events? Yes, uh, occasionally. If my sister wants me to come to like her BNI chapter or to come as like a guest or whatever, I will. But
0: I know someone's asking to join their BNI. I'm like, I have no idea what it is. Or yeah,
1: it's right. it's it's okay. I, I don't the I like networking groups, but. Um, I joined a mastermind uh, earlier this year, which is one of the best investments I ever made. And I actually, you work with these people for for a year and then they become your family basically because it's it's all all people doing big things. And we actually, we all go out to California uh, to meet for three separate weekends throughout this year. So I do have my face-to-face time with them and we have accountability partners, but to answer your question in, in the long way that I, I, I just did
0: that, you know, yeah, it,
1: it's, I, I spend most of my time at home by my computer because that's how I run my business. And I, yeah. I, I was the president of, of a network marketing uh, chapter for B and I for, for two years. And I did all that. Um, but the caliber and the quality of the type of avatar person that I'm looking to connect with I'm having better success finding them online than I am at going to these chapters and stuff. So I had to lean into that myself and, and everyone needs to lean into, into that themselves. You you have to figure out where the, the potential business and the potential customers or clients are and that's where you need to spend your time. And that's the one other mistake that a lot of people make is that they're spending the bulk of their time in the wrong places thinking that they're doing something wrong And the chances are you're not doing anything wrong. You're just talking to the wrong people.
0: Yeah. Scott, you know, (sighs) I believe in perfect timing. And I'm sitting here and my brain is just on fire because I was just uh, with a friend of mine. We ran into each other. She was my photographer years ago. And, you know, the photography business has changed, obviously, tremendously with iPhones, you know, crazy. But, here I am at Weston Fitness and just owning gyms my whole life. And my networking was a three to six block radius. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need to do anything online. I mean, the, the club did, you know, with Facebook and stuff like that, but really where we were at 19th of market, it really didn't matter. You know what I mean? It was just those companies. It was maybe three to six blocks. All right. And that was my business. Okay, fine. But then I start doing my SJW productions company, which is speaking engagements and my book. And you and I talked about like, I just, Oh, I just finished my book two weeks ago. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that's where I want to put my emphasis and I'm going into schools to teach my program and all this other stuff. But I do the, the networking and I have someone that helps me with it, but it's not my expertise because it kind of was like my side hustle, my side gig. Because I didn't really need to do that to build my business for health club where I was, you, you right. know, that. you know, yeah. it's just right there. So you're getting me thinking there, young man, that maybe I should like set a date and say, I'm going to work with Scott and have Megan, who's my assistant, come in and map a plan and and show everyone how you've grown my business. Because you're making my head explode here. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I, I should do this, and other people like, no, no, Sandy, you should network more. And me, I'll just like, I just want to hug
1: people. Yeah, so so, so listen, I'm I'm my 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 business and love language is you know is that I'm all about love and hugs, and I mean that's you know I just wanted a hug from you before when our show ended, you know, a few weeks ago. Just I wanted your energy. Like I, I love being social. But
0: what? I there get
1: are, there are sacrifices that you must make in business. And I don't even see them as sacrifices. There are things that you have to do in business to get the word out. Because here's the thing. I like you was used to just networking in my local radius. But yeah, I, Jim, what, that's
0: your audience, right? You see a thousand people a day. There you go. You're but done. What I,
1: but what I have discovered now between all of my social networks of LinkedIn, which I have close to 26,000 connections, Instagram, where I have close to 33,000 followers, Facebook, I have close to 11,000 followers. You know, between those three platforms, I'm able to reach and touch nearly 75,000 people a day and grow. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a larger impact on the world and in people's lives, then you need to be on – the platforms that support that. And it's not belly to belly anymore. We are in the digital age right now. We are in the internet age and it's only growing. So no matter how old or young you are, it's never too early or never too late to learn. And you need to get ahead of the curve because you will be left behind. And those opportunities out there for you to grow your business and your brand will also be left behind with you.
0: Yep. Well, it's perfect timing since, you know, the 28th of this month is the last day for my club and I go off on my new journey, March 1st. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I think we should definitely plan another time to talk because things seem to happen really in your favor when we do. So let's do that. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> I was just saying to Megan. All right. I know you do this for me, but I got to get a grip on it. I really need to. It was really weird because I forgot that, you know, you were coming on Then I'm like, I really need to have a plan because I'm like you. I don't like to have assets. Like I need to have a plan. This is what I'm doing, whether I'm physically or someone's helping me do it because I want to reach millions of people. I mean, I know where I'm going or I want to sold the businesses, you know? But I don't have that now. That's not my expertise. This
1: is not And that's the thing. Sandy, it's the same thing I tell people. If you want to build the best body possible and learn the best eating habits possible, you hire someone to teach you. Yeah. Because those that try to I mean, can you figure it out on your own? Absolutely. But if you want if you want to cut through all that stuff of, you know, trying to figure it out. You hire the person that has already figured out and has the blueprint for you. So I, I I say the same thing to people that want to learn social media. Instead of trying to get on there and try to figure it out yourself, just hire someone that can show you exactly what needs to be done. So you're off and running and having yeah. that much of an impact that much quicker. Cool.
0: All right, Scott. Well, we got to go, man. We could talk forever. I'm gonna definitely set up a time to talk to you separate because you've inspired me to hire you, which is crazy. So cool. Awesome. I didn't even bring you on for that, but wow. Well. <laughs> Um, is there anything i know we have we'll have a write-up we have how to read you we have your books is there anything we didn't get in that you want to say before we sign off
1: so i i don't want to get too preachy but i i just want to leave everybody with this number one first sandy i am so grateful that that you and i came into each other's lives when we did and i I believe in, in synchronicity um and, and symbiotic connection and I really do feel that we have that. We we you and I are both going through shifts, you know, in, in our business lives and, and we definitely connected for a reason. So first, thank you for this opportunity. It's been absolutely amazing and I and I'm looking forward to what whatever we can do together moving forward. Yep. That's number one. Number two, for anyone listening to this that is really feeling stuck and you're spinning your tires and you are living in the groundhog's day of life where Everything is is being the same and and nothing is changing. The one thing that I can tell you is something that I I read in a book called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Great, great book. You can listen to the audio on YouTube and it basically states a couple different things. Number one, he talks about what you focus on is what you become and if you don't have a focus, you will never become anything. So that's number one. Number two is that ideas are free. And he takes you through this exercise where if you have some ideas and you have some goals and dreams that you want to achieve, start writing these things down. It's one thing to think about it in your head. It's a whole other ballgame when you write that on paper and you can visually see what you want to achieve. Because if you can see what you want to achieve, you're going to start taking the steps towards what you want to have. And lastly, and this is something that I live by, this is my motto, and this is what I tell people, is that the failures of your life will always open the doors to your successes. So you want to fail as many times as you can because that also means that you will learn how to succeed just as many times as you fail.
0: I love that. I love that. I'm taking notes. Like you're I'm gonna have to make sure I write all this down again. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, this has really been helpful. I know you're going to impact so many lives. So Kudos, man, kudos. Thank you, Sandy,
1: again for the opportunity. This has been No
0: problem, and we are going to talk soon. And remember, everyone, until next time, you know, as far as let's keep it real, just keep it real with yourself. Be true to yourself. Highlight the positive. That's all I ask. See you later. Bye, Scott.
1: Bye, Sandy. Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember... Keep spreading the positive.